Today is July 30th, 2021. This is episode 158 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Gladys and Schichter. And welcome, everybody, to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Peter. With me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Quentin. How are you? Friday, that's always a good thing. It's true. I'm, so true. I'm glad that it's Friday. Same. 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 Uh, it, is, it's, it, it is Friday. and uh, <laughs> uh, oh, It's been a week. It's been a long week. Uh, so uh, yes. let's, let's get into, uh, by the way, hi, audience. Thank you for showing up here on, 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 on Friday night. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into what we've been doing, uh, this past week, uh, gaming or otherwise. Um, so, uh, Susan and you, and eventually me, once I get my Final Fantasy 14 account sorted out, uh, are in a chill weekly mount farming group on Tuesday. We are. We, we farmed a bunch of, uh, the Heavensward mobs, uh, trials last week because, uh, Someone hasn't completed all of the birds. Uh, the only one, I think, in the group for most of them. So uh, I got two of the birds last uh, this week, and uh, I got a couple more to go still. We tried and tried and tried to take out Sophia, but mm-hmm. uh, we did uh, just over a dozen runs, I think, and she never dropped hers. I got Zervon's, though, uh, Zephyrot. Yeah. Uh, Sophia is stingy. <laughs> Sophia's was very, yeah, it was very hard for her. She did not want to drop anything. Uh, there was another one that we were trying to that didn't drop, or it only dropped one. A Nidhogg. We were trying to farm that one. We did get one Nidhogg mount, but we had three people that needed it, so I didn't get that one. But uh, we'll go back in. We did, we had a pretty good group going. We didn't have our full group last week. As you said, you, you weren't able to be there, and we had a couple others uh, not available, so uh, we brought in a few other people, but I think we'll uh, we'll get better and faster with a lot of these. And as we get on, like it's really easy to farm the Heavensward ones because they're fast, they're easy. You can solo or duo some of them. Yeah. Um, so it's really really fast. It was like under two minutes a run for most for the most part. Uh, we also uh, played D anD D this last week, and we encountered a ghost ship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then which... we slaughtered all the ghosts, and we still have a ghost ship. Uh, yes. Well, all right. So uh, the reasoning for the fact that we solved the ghost ship uh, is mm-hmm. because my care, my care, but the back, background of my dwarf is that his whole clan was uh, murdered. So they haunt me. Uh, and the best part is but they that also I, do your work for you. Yes. Uh, because they'll, you know, seeking retribution is, is never easy. Uh, I worked with our, our, our lovely, uh, DM heals you, uh, who you've heard on the show before. I was like, Hey, is there any way we can work this, this haunted angle for the ghost ship? I'm like, a, a boat needs a crew. And, and he's like, why? Yes. <laughs> why yes. <laughs> uh, and, and it had to be, I think it, I think there was, I don't think he, there wasn't any really big stipulations other than. I had a role well for it, and I did. I landed the role, and uh, the only thing is that the other party members, out, out of character, they know they exist. In character, they have no idea what the hell's going on. They think I'm just talking to myself. So I think the dwarf is crazy. Uh, oh, and and Trever, uh, Chili's uh, pet de- demon tree. Yeah, uh, yeah tre- the the demon tree hatched. It's, it's finally actually a, a semi semi character now. Uh, it doesn't do anything. Uh, yeah, Trevor. Trevor. 
Yeah, Susan. Susan's enjoying that Trevor. Uh, but yes, as Susan was said, like a demonic Groot, it is exactly like a demonic Groot. There's actually a picture of it, and it looks like a demonic Groot. Yeah, I mean, technically, it's, it's a, good a little point. disturbing. Technically, we don't know that yet. This is still a demon tree. True. Uh, we. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think uh, Ash went to the vet. He's okay. <laughs> like he's like he's a healthy That's boy. Good. He's still floppy. There's no cure for floppiness. Uh, he's, he's good. Like Poe's doing good. Ash t- still bullying my dog. I don't. I don't know how to stop that yet. But it could be. Just I, I don't think that. Uh, mm, I, I the last it, time I had a couple cats and a dog all in one place. The the cats were the ones that ruled. Poe doesn't. They were younger and himself. smaller. Yeah, Poe just doesn't stand up for himself. He's just like, and then he walks out of his crate, and I'm like, come on, man, that's your home. <laughs> so, I mean, my old dog, she stood up for herself. She was very much wanting to always be the alpha, and mm-hmm. she would always try to play with the cats, but the cats would always put her in her place. She wouldn't stay there. She would continue trying to go for it, but the cats were the ones that effectively ran the place. Yeah. Well, the good thing is, is that the cat is floppy, so he can't really do it. Like, he tries to chase him. <laughs> But then he like he mm-hmm. flops over at some point and like he loses momentum and then the dog just gets like the dog doesn't. It's kind of like one of those things where like the dog doesn't notice that the cat is doing what he's doing. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So that's what it kind of comes down to. The dog just doesn't care. Uh, we did Terraria yesterday, uh, and it was we uh, it went really well. <laughs> we did. We we slaughtered what, three bosses. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. We got the, the World Eater, or Eater yeah. of Worlds. We yeah. got uh, a couple times. At least three, I think, we slaughtered that. Mm-hmm. We slaughtered the King Slime. We got yep. a Slime Rain event and killed that. Yep. What was the third one that we killed? Uh, I don't think there was the third one. I think King Slime was... Well, King oh. Slime was random. I didn't think... Yeah, we it was a random boss. That. We got that one. Uh, I don't think we Oh, had we had another one that spawned. No, it was just World King uh, King uh, World Eater and uh, King Slime. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, of course, also- Susan had... Go oh, ahead. we got the meteorite event. That's right. Oh, that's we killed right. the Eater of Worlds, which we got the meteorite event, which we had a 50-50 chance of. And uh, from all of the massive meteorite, uh, Chili thought that we could make some items. So once we collected that all, I went and made a full suit of the meteorite space gear, including the space gun. And it is the best thing ever. I now have a space gun with unlimited ammo, because when you have the full set of space gear, it doesn't cost any mana to shoot. Um, plus it, it, it bumps up the damage and whatnot. So, uh, according to the DPS meter, which I, well, which, which Peter found and, uh, I equipped, uh, I can do something like 170 DPS. It's pretty good. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, but, uh when, when we first got it, as Susan linked the clip in Twitch chat here, um, uh, I was testing it out on things and mm-hmm. I was trying to shoot a squirrel mm-hmm. and I missed and it hit a rabbit. Yeah. And it just it just went poof. Hi, Hyper Pixie. How are you? Uh, <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I did right. apologize to Hyper Pixie when we were doing that. <laughs> but uh, that was a thing. But yeah, so at the end, of, we did try to go flying as well in that one, which didn't go so well. Uh, it was a little dark, and I wasn't quite sure on the controls. So I ended up dying, but uh, I think we might try flying again next round. Like we, we did have an extra couple of potions, so that was good. And then at the end of the stream, or just after we finished the stream, uh, I got some water-breathing ones. So yeah. we can check out the oceans as well, which will be kind of cool. Yeah, but okay. We're also, geared enough now that we could probably do a few more bosses and, and maybe check out the hive I think we wanted to look at next. Also, I ended up getting a... Uh, I, I ended up on one of the sky islands that are possible, and I ended up getting a... Oh yeah, you got the... The heavenly uh, star sword, or the heck it is, uh, star fury, magical girl sword. Yeah, magical girl sword, hot pink sword. Mm-hmm. I, I I fling stars at enemies now. Great sword. Yeah, strong, powerful. Mm-hmm. Love it. Hot pink, glows in the dark. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, Susan had a note in here about uh, terms we've used in our show. We can planning. skip that. Yeah, I think we can. <laughs> I, I think that's. I don't know what that's for. We we put them for some reason. We'll eventually address them. Uh, although some of these are my favorite things, you'll never know. But actually, one thing you'll know about once we get there, but we're not there yet. Uh, All of it they'll know about eventually. But anyway, we true. have news coming out. 
Yeah. Um, so this is good. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there that, uh, uh, well, I talked about it last, last week and gave you my thoughts. I'm not going to give you my thoughts again on about the whole blizzard situation, but I am going to talk a little bit about a little couple hits of the news. Uh, one, they're now blizzard, uh, Activision is now getting hit by their shareholders because they feel like maybe the information about the two year investigation wasn't really told, you know, to them. And you know, that's, that potentially hurts stock. So now they're doing a lawsuit against that. Uh, I am absolutely for this next one. Uh, the, the blizzard employees did a mass walkout on, uh, Mm -hmm. the 29th. Uh, I, I put a little blue heart on my Twitter cause that was, uh, you know, if you were standing with the employees, they asked you to do that or change your uh, profile picture to blue. Um, and uh, the quote from them is, today we stand for change, tomorrow and beyond we will, we will be the change. And absolutely. Uh, I, it, incredibly brave to walk out of your job with no backing union to create a picket line. Uh, and of all the companies, the one ran by Bobby Kotick, <laughs> who would, I feel would have fired everybody and just got new people in there. Uh, also but, possible, but if you fire that many people, your company will not be doing too well. No, it would not. So, uh, so uh, also, uh, but anyway, I just, just to reiterate, uh, everyone here at Maelstrom Media, I, I, you know, uh, we, we were with the employees. That's it's it, all all of gaming, all of tech is like what Activision Blizzard is. I won't say all of it, but all, a large portion of it uh is this way and uh if you think blizzard and activision is bad i mean there's a lot of other companies out there just as bad uh so this is hopefully all for the better because if blizzard activision changes that means hopefully other places will need to change as well so well it's just a wait and see um uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, it's something I think something you missed in your weekly thing. But you you picked up a PS5 this week. <laughs> I did. So actually, I, I managed to snag one on Tuesday, and it just arrived today. It is actually just behind me. Yeah. So you have a PS5. They, the yeah. Uh, Chili says, "Grats." Uh, they, as in Sony, uh, or I'm sorry, not Sony, but they, as in. Uh, God, the name of the Western brand. Digital just released one recently, but then there was another one earlier that I yeah. The name of. But did you see the prices the of the uh, the like the the hard drives? The the it is, yes. I mean, yes, they are like about probably about four times the regular prices. <laughs> they sure are. So, so just to give you some clarification. Uh, a extra SSD for a uh, for the PlayStation Five. Uh, the the low end is a hundred and what was one hundred and seventy five dollars. One hundred and forty for the West. So there's two ones that have come out this past week. Uh, yesterday Seagate announced, and today Western Digital announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, Western Digital is a little bit cheaper um, than Seagate. I'm guessing that. Seagate announced theirs, and Western Digital is like, now we can beat that by a little bit and drop their margin a little bit and uh, get the people. So uh, they started at 500 at 140. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a terabyte for 250 and two terabytes for 430. Which that honestly isn't that bad. It's it's a little bit better. Seagate in comparison was 170 for 500, 275 for one terabyte, and 570 for two terabytes. And then 1,050 for four terabytes. 1050 for four terabytes. Which which kind of makes sense. It's they basically are effectively like kind of trying to double for each of them. Yeah, it doesn't quite map out to that. No. Um, Like the one terabyte is much better price wise than the. Uh, the 500, mm-hmm. and of course the two terabyte is better even than that. Um, actually, no, it, it is funny. Seagate's pricing is a little bit weird because if you if you actually do the math per unit, uh, the one terabyte one is pretty good. Uh, it's less than double the 500, but the two terabyte one is actually more than twice. Uh, the, wait, yeah, it is more than twice because the terabyte is 275. Double that would bring you to five fifty, but their two terabyte is five seventy. Yeah, 
Uh, and, and their four terabyte is, is less than double that, but that, yeah. that's also really expensive. That's uh, like twice the price of a PS5. So they, so what they're saying is that they feel like the two terabyte is really what people are probably going to buy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Susan and Chad. More, like, yeah. Two terabytes should be enough for most people. It should. Uh, unless you're on the, playing on the on the disc drive, if you are on the digital, yeah, uh, a little uh, bit harder. Dig, digital, you definitely want to go. Maybe go for the four terabyte and just and just yeah. bite, the, bite the bullet. But I mean, also be careful though, because like in terms of the NVMe uh, drives, I don't know if there are as many um, like four terabyte ones. More or less, like in terms yeah. of like the people that tend to buy them, one terabyte I think is pretty common. Two terabytes is still okay, but higher than that, like I don't know if there's a whole lot of that. So it might still be one of those like new stock type things where they might not be as reliable as the hard drives that they've been pumping out for years. Uh, Susan and Chad asks, so is this just so you can store more games on your PS5? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, I, and the the way that it only the, comes with like eight hundred gigabytes well, or something, which is enough ter- for one terabyte, but. Uh, usable, usable, yeah, usable uh, eight hundred, yeah, but uh, and that's good for like eight large games, yeah, and and if you had an external drive that you used on your PS4, you could still plug that in and then put all your PS4 games, and that they can run right off that, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. So you could still use an external drive of a regular hard drive, and it'll be okay. Uh, should be fine. I, I I'll probably get an extra stick. I, what I'm waiting to hear is if there's anything special about these mm. drives versus a regular one. Uh, there shouldn't be. Um, I suspect that it's a special uh, timing thing, where they have to have a specific read write speed in order to be certified mm. by Sony. But I would also assume that. SSDs are going to be like yeah, you could probably just have any okay. SSD as long as it re- reaches that speed potentially. Like I would assume that Samsung's high-end SSDs, they're like the Evo line is really really good. Like I, what I have in my computer, those yeah. will probably also be compatible. But right now they're probably just not officially compatible because they haven't tested it and whatnot. Tested it, yeah. I'd be interested, and, and I don't know because the oh, Fire sorry, is like no, because the Fire is like regular, right? Like. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. It just says first PS5 compatible. I'd be interested in testing this. I don't know, yeah. like I, I don't know, I don't money to test this, but I would. Blo- I, I'll wait. I'll wait for YouTube because there's gonna be somebody that's gonna be like, let's go. So <laughs> yeah, I, and that's what I think it is. Like Chili says in the UK, the prices are about the same price as the Samsung Pro SSD, and I don't think that they're necessarily faster than most SSDs. Uh, I, I think, but it, it is one of those things. Like all SSDs fall under this category, whether they're NVMe and VME. Or they're just like a regular SSD disk drive, wow. not disk, the little solid state, but like the the little tiny disks as opposed to the the NVMe sticks. Yeah. Uh, like ultimately, like it's it's just going to be a speed thing, right? Like mm-hmm. when we used to do little memory cards, like it had to have a minimum speed in order to be compatible. They had a list of here's the ones that we've tried and tested. Those are the ones that will support. But anything that meets meets the specification is fine. I think we're going to see the same thing. It's just now companies can uh, try to hit this value. Yeah. And if they hit that value, they'll be fine. So, yeah, again, Samsung Evo drives probably going to get that specification pretty quickly as well. As last I remember, there were some of the top drives out there. Uh, they sure are. But it might take a little while. Yeah. Uh, Asmongold will give 10,000 subscriptions to his channels if he does not beat Ultimate. Uh, I believe he's doing ultimate. Not Alex. Was it Alexander or ultimate? I'll let, I'll let Susan. Chime did in did you just say ultimate? I, th- I thought it was just any ultimate. Was it any ultimate? Like, yeah, it just says any ultimate. Oh, so I mean that would be Alexander or Ultima or, or like well, those two. I I would love but, to, well, and I think that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable too. I'd be interested. Hmm. I don't know if one is technically harder than the other. I think they're both pretty. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say one is oh this one's way more difficult than this last one. I don't think that's that's they're the case. difficult, but Chilis he's also yeah I can see that. I mean it, it's older content. Yeah, you just like you just have to learn the fight, do it, and if you are a raider, then you'll be able to do it. Like it, it's not 
It's not the challenging piece, right? Like it's not necessarily a challenging raid. Yeah. It's just learning the strats and doing them. Al, Al, I know Alexander. And most people can't get a full group to do it. Yeah, Alexander is a uh, a boss rush essentially. So. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, Uwu has like some weird like phase shift thing. I had a lot of phases. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen announced that they made uh, adjustments to the Sage job icon. Uh, so the original Sage job uh, was causing uh, trypophobia uh, uh, in some people. Um, and just those who are not familiar, trypophobia is the fear of or disgust of closely packed holes. Yep. Which uh, as a series of what looks kind of like needles with the little eyes for each of them. That that's kind of what it looked like, and now the the eyes are closed. I I I have this, but not on a level of like the sage jaw symbol. Like if so, I've seen some mm-hmm. photoshops where people taking like like mm-hmm. the beehive uh, like honeycomb shape and put it on like human mm-hmm. skin, and that weirds me out. Like that, mm-hmm. I, it gives me the ghiblies. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> and I and I'll be real honest with you. Like if I saw that's that's how it was, and and I saw that, I would have been like ghiblies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's I'm I'm okay so with the no new sage one. tattoo. Uh, no, well, not old Sage. The new one is fine. The new one looks like... Yeah, uh, the new one's fine. Yeah, the new one's fine. I, I'm okay with, like, tattoo. It's, like, actually, like, when it looks real. Like, that's when it bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like, when it looks like like someone... Like, and I just talking about it, it's kind of irking me. Like, and I don't, I, I'm not going to talk about it too much. I don't want to, like, <laughs> like, yep, like, like tr- trigger people <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. Well, uh, the main topic is us. <laughs> Welcome to Maelstrom Radio. Uh, Maelstrom Radio is now a part of Team Whiskers, and uh, so we tricked yes, people, yes. We, we tricked somebody into letting us on a team. <laughs> and by tricked, we mean that Chili tricked people because I, I think Chili did a lot of the work here. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Like literally, like poked people. Like, hey, hey, you. Chili opened the door. You should, you should check out these people. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I, well, we'll see what Chili says in chat. If Chili says yes, it was me, then Chili gets 100 percent of the profits. Uh, I mean, we I we did walk through it. As Susan says, Chili opened the door, and Chili like also yelled loudly. It's true. You should you should come and talk to these people. And, and Chili hyped us up a lot. So yeah, and uh, so you know we were. I opened the door and gave you welcome gifts and told everyone to be there. <laughs> There's a cake. Yep. Uh, so uh, I think one of the things that uh, we were looking for uh, in a team was to make sure that we, one, we vibed with it, with their, uh, their, their values. And uh, so uh, some of their values were that the guidelines are very simple. Enjoy what you do and showcase the passion to your viewer base and be as inclusive as possible where, where possible. Uh, and they do not tolerate racism, extremism of any kind, uh, direct uh, victimization, both in game and out. And whilst being a part of the team and streaming, which fair enough, like we're samesies. So, so uh, Speaking of which, this is also the first stream that we've done. Uh, I think since since we started that we've took taken off the mature content warning. Yep. Uh, so we are we're trying to be more more inclusive. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 will the content change on the channel? No. Like other other than I don't and I don't think we ever really were like that extreme of the 18 plus, right? Like at, at most, I think we'll be a little more, uh, aware of making sure it's on during streaming of certain games. And like, if we know something's going to like be too gory or gruesome, we'll make sure that it's on. But like most of the time, final fantasy 14 is not that. So okay. Uh, final fantasy 14 is P- is, is rated teen for T for teen. So T for, T for teen. So we're, we'll be okay. But if, if something like resident evil pops up, then I think we'll be okay. Uh, I don't, I don't know what else. I, any, anything weird or spoopy, uh, might, might, you know, 
warrant the uh, uh, T for T, teen for T. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Susan said, Ferrari is pretty wholesome. Actually, it is. It's a very wholesome game. <laughs> until Yeah, Quentin, we make a lot of holes and we fall in them. <laughs> until Quentin shoots a bunny with a laser. Uh, <laughs> um, so it, one of the things that uh, we're looking at for the future of Maelstrom Radio is uh, something we've been talking about recently is like how do we how you know we're we're back and how we how do we start growing again? Uh, which luckily our Twitter's doing all right. Like we we were stagnant for I would say a long while. Uh, which is very true. I don't think I don't think any of us would say we. we I think we were not stagnant on tweeting. We were tweeting. <laughs> we were at least stagnant on Twitter growth. Uh, uh, since that time, though, we we are now. I think last last I checked, we were at five hundred and forty five. I don't know. I don't pay attention to the number. Yeah, I I I stopped, but then I was like, oh hey, look, that's interesting. Uh. And <laughs> I was very, very shocked to see like, oh, hey, man, we got a lot of like 546. We've got a new one since I last looked. Look. Uh, and I think part of it is, uh, you know, I, I think what it, what's going to be part, uh, an interesting thing that we're going to start doing is that uh, I have a lot of connections over uh, on the the wow content uh, podcasting creation side of things. Um, and there's a lot of them that are going to are already playing, have been playing, want to talk about final fantasy 14 and no longer have rather dropped their shows are, are currently uh, pivoting towards final fantasy 14. Um, and I, a lot of them are want to chat and want to like step in and, and hopefully we can be that gateway for them. Um, which is great because, uh, I, I think a lot of them are great people and I, I love their, I love their wow shows and I would love to hear their voices talking about final fantasy 14. Um, you know, and Sometimes you you do something so long that you're you're, you're tired of doing it. <laughs> so, uh, and Roe was uh, like one of the first steps in doing that, and hopefully we'll we'll uh, have a few more come on. Uh, I, and hopefully uh, there's some uh, WoW podcasters that are currently playing that may not jump over to Final Fantasy fourteen as content creators, but you know, maybe start bridging the gap between the two games, at least between, you know, ha- having us on their show and vice versa. Um, and I think that's going to be good. I think it's going to be good for both player bases to, to hear both sides of things and, 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 you know, not only just see it from a streamer's point of view, but, you know, the one thing I always liked about podcasts is that they were just, not necessarily making money off their shows. I don't, I don't think a lot of the pod, wow podcasts made any sort of like, this is my job. There's only one person who was able to do it. His name is Scott Johnson. He's very successful. He was the very first wow podcast called the instance. And, uh, Scott is a, uh, just, just all he does is podcasting. <laughs> that's all he does. He has like 80 shows and that's all he does. So, you know, doing, doing At least something. future. Yeah, so um, probably I, Chili is the Scott Johnson of uh, of UK uh, podcasting. The only the only thing the difference is is that uh, Chili. I don't think Chili's making enough money off of it. Yet. <laughs> Chili, in fact, day, is, cool. I think I think Chili, in fact, might be uh, oh, he, you know like, he might be like losing money because <laughs> he keeps buying whale mounts and giving away. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm a deficit. <laughs> um, so it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun to see. I think that, um, I think there's a lot of unique perspective out there. And did I not mute my, dang it. Like all 158 episodes, uh, my phone's muted. The one time it's not. Uh, I don't know if you, I, I, don't, I don't know if it actually picked up on the mic, but <laughs> so. 
I didn't hear it, but I don't know if the recording did. I, I don't, maybe not. But so in chat, Susan said the unspoken message is that you want a whale mount. Yep, I do want a and, whale mount. And uh, I don't want a Iowa mount. <laughs> well, I think the more are spoke unspoken messages, you just want to be able to have your account back so you can play. Yeah, that honestly is really where it's at. But again, my account's not gone. They're working on it. It's just it's such a slow process. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah, Google I, Sphere Radio. I, 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 uh, we're excited for that. And I, and I think that, uh, if we focus, I, I'm not saying we're going to focus on World of Warcraft. That is not what I'm saying. I, I what I'm no. saying, what, no, no, we are not. No, we're not. Uh, what I am saying is that I think there's a lot of people that are, are, are established uh, that are coming over. And if we can be the people that say, hey, welcome to the community, um, that's not that's not a bad thing, and uh, and I'm excited. I'm truly, truly excited uh, to start talking to some of these people, interviewing them, seeing the content they produce. Um, like I said, Roe was the very first one, and I hopefully the people that listened to the Roe episode found him, found him delightful. Rose Rose great. Like uh, even today, he tweeted out uh, that he would who would be interested in a Warcraft Radio version of that for Final Fantasy 14 podcast, like a, a proper uh curated uh podcast website and i i'm all for it uh so uh you know let's you know there's a lot of there's a lot of people with a lot of resources that are doing stuff in the wow space that are now looking to do that here and uh that and so, i think go ahead go ahead finish your thought <laughs> uh, so I, I what i was saying that i think that um you know, and, and some stuff that we may not have had in this space, and I think, I think that we 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 need it. So, um, and especially if we keep growing as a community over, the, especially going into Endwalker, it's it's going to be a big thing. So, yeah, okay. I think that's something that the Final Fantasy community has kind of been missing. Like, we do have a relatively large community, but at the same time, we're also a kind of small mm-hmm. community. In terms of like, there are content creators, but there are nowhere near the level of content creators uh, in terms of wow, like quality maybe, but quantity no. Um, and especially some of these more niche ideas or these ideas that might not be as as relevant to Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy in the past that that might be useful now. And and I think one of the major things that we are missing is that discoverability piece. And we had this conversation a few weeks back when the um, what was it? it was the Black Joko amount when the, that yeah. promotion came out and we had a, a list of streamers that was seemingly chosen at random for it. Congratulations to them. But then it seemed like there wasn't a lot of uh, like black, brown. Uh, trying to think of the, the I, anyways, I okay. different um, marginalized communities involved with this giveaway. And like, it's understandable for some things. They chose a lot of major streamers with large followings, which makes sense. But there are also large streamers with decent followings that are in those communities that weren't considered as part of this. So it, it, it's kind of, they, they kind of had a little bit of controversy around that. And they're talking about doing a little bit better, but we have yet to see it from them. Um, now that we are like a month into the event and I have less than a month to go. Um, so I'm not really holding out for that. But I, I don't when, when that came out, we had talked about like how do we find ways to discover and promote more of these different content creators that you don't hear from as much. The smaller content creators, the marginalized, the the people that in minorities, like a lot of them are really, really cool and it's really hard to find them sometimes. Like you can go through the Twitch tags and find people streaming Final Fantasy XIV, but you have to find them when they're live. And when they're, they're they're currently streaming that game, like if we take a night off or if something happens, like we you can't find them. So having some sort of like podcast directory or creator directory might help that. And I think that's something that as well the fourteen community can kind of bring in. Whereas I, I'm not familiar with what Ro did for the WoW community, but it was a very curated experience. Mm-hmm. But if we can add to that curation and increase that visibility and increase that discoverability and bring out those smaller communities, the the smaller creators, the the marginalized ones, like 
that I think would add a lot to the Final Fantasy XIV community. And it would be both in line with what he kind of is thinking of doing and what we as a community would kind of want. Yeah. Because I think there's a demand for that from the XIV community. And it's really hard to find those people because they are smaller, marginalized. Yeah. Um, like Warcraft Radio was such an interesting and very cool site to me because, like, let's say if you wanted a, to listen to a podcast that was news based, you can click the news tag and it'll list every mm-hmm. podcast that did, was like a news focused one. Or, hey, I want to do uh, listen to a uh, a gold making thing. You type like hit the gold making tag and like it'll show you all the ones and like how to like craft and like gold making and all that. And, like it was such a smart idea that it mm-hmm. it really did focus on like what each podcast did and and also and and it's now it's not sunsetted it's just rose not no longer doing he did uh he the after the show last week he did leave his two world of warcraft podcasts behind uh and and uh like he said that he might might do a final fantasy 14 podcast in the future and it, it and if i and it almost seems like in his tweet that he said i'm not announcing a final fantasy 14 like realm maintenance style podcast where he he goes over all the uh, podcasts uh, <laughs> what what they're doing and updates everybody on that. Which, Ro, if you do that for Final Fantasy fourteen, oh, <laughs> friend, <laughs> to do to do it to yourself again, bud. <laughs> uh, luckily, there's not a lot of us out there yet. Yet, <laughs> um, yet, yet. Uh, so it, it'll it'll be it'll be. Uh, well, Chili's saying, "Remember when Fusion did it?" I, we and the, uh, Quentin and I had this conversation today. Yes. Only we had this conversation like three hours ago. Yeah, we did have this conversation, Chili, and we do remember that. Um, so, what Fusion did was create a page on Gamerscape that pulled in our RSS feeds and and put out a weekly, uh, like like news. Like I, 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 for those of you that are mm-hmm. new to Final Fantasy XIV, have never been to Gamerscape. He, you know, it's it's not just a Final Fantasy XIV site; they do other stuff there too. But it right. put it out as a news a a news piece of like, hey, these uh, content creator update, and it updated everybody on what like the latest thing that mostly a lot of the podcasts, unless uh, like YouTubers or whatever, put like this is my latest video because I don't think there was a way to pull in a uh, a feed from them. Um, so. Which was great, I, and and it was it was super awesome, and 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 appreciate uh, Fusion for doing that. But Fusion did sunset that feature because they were updating the website, and I don't think uh, it was fitting the new design of the site. Uh, so it's no longer there. Uh, and how? But if you've never gone to Warcraft Radio, you should. It is a fascinating site. How it's all set up. It's it's. done incredibly well and it is nothing against fusion it it is very much set up so that people can discover uh like shows based on what they actually want to listen to pvp that like if there's a pvp podcast you can click the pvp tag you will find every podcast about pvp and you can listen to that which i think is great like so if you wanted uh you know a show that was casual and humor and you click those two things you may find maelstrom radio and moon radio for example and that's that's awesome. So, and like we were talking before, like the stuff with the Final Fantasy fourteen content creator group that Fusion created, uh, a lot of it was more around building our small community, building that team of people that can kind of interact and network with each other. We were a lot of smaller streamers and smaller creators at that point, uh, and it, it kind of was a way for us to kind of get together and then have it on Gamerscape to help promote things and to to expose other people to it through their site and their influence. Um, whereas this podcast directory would be more of like that, that what fusion did was a lot of for our side of things, the creator side, the the directory is more for everyone else. It is, Hey, we're here. This is how you can find us. Yeah. And that's a problem that I think a lot of content creators have on 14. Unless you're a massive creator or, you know, the right people, you do not have an easy way to access or for people to find you. Like, really as you said, you could probably name a couple of the people on the list in, that was done for the Black Chocobo event. Mr. Happy is one that comes to mind as he is a major creator in the space. 
Zeppla, hot chicken. <laughs> well, like it, I'm not as familiar with Zeppelin. Hottie Chicken is just starting into the 14 space, and, and she was included with the list. Up until recently, I don't know if I would consider her like a, primarily a 14 creator. No, she, she, was, she was. She played it as a, as one of her games. Yeah, um, and she's playing it a lot more now, so I, that might change in the future. But like, I wouldn't consider her as a, a main 14 creator in that sense. No. But we have a lot of people that are main 14 creators. Like, for example. Aetherite Radios and, and Gamerscape, like that group is, and you have a whole bunch of people that are involved with that cast. We used to have Limit Break Radio, and now Escalia is starting up her own streaming channel. And of course, she's got a lot of nice connections from her days at Limit Break Radio and all of the, the people that she knows in the community, which have really, really helped. But if you're just jumping into 14 today, you might not know who Escalia is or how to find her. And that's a shame because she has great content. Yeah. And same thing with some of our the other podcasts around, like Gather Together, another great group. And it's hard to find them because you you don't know about them. Like, how would you find these people? And we have the same with everyone that we've talked to with Moogle Go Around with um see, I'm having trouble like pulling names out of my head now because it it's been so long since we've talked to a lot of these people. Having those sorts of people being able to get together and be discovered by others is something that we're missing within the community. Yeah. And we tried to bring it out, but we didn't really have the expertise, the time, or the, the really the, the intent at the time to, to try to do this. Uh, so hopefully we'll see something come out of this that will allow us to, to grow and to, to show people, wow, after all of that, I completely missed she Hills I tank. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Also, uh, Susan said in chat, gathered together, truly my favorite Final Fantasy fourteen podcast. Sorry, everyone else here. <laughs> Ruby and Yalta, I, I, by all means, they're awesome. They're an institution, honestly. Like they've, I, I, When they asked me to be on their 100th episode, I was like, <laughs> me? <laughs> and I, yeah, I, 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 am having... I, I did joke with them today. I was like, hey, I'll, they're like, they asked for like, hey, what can we do to like make our show better? I'm like, you can have me back <laughs> But I said, I don't necessarily think that'll make it better, but I'm free. Yeah, they ask for improvements. <laughs> so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I think we're kind of at the, the cusp right now. Like, we are seeing a bunch of uh, WoW content creators come over and start playing with it and experience it. And uh, even like the, the attitudes change. Like, I know people have made the comment of, as they've watched a lot of these WoW creators or streamers start to play 14. Some of how they react and some of how their audience reacts changes, whereas stereotypically a lot of WoW audiences tend to be a little bit more toxic and a little bit less well-behaved, let's say, than other communities or games. And as they come over to 14, which has a very strong um, story point of empathy and relating to people and trying to work through problems and traumas and, and dealing with things they're seeing kind of that shift in their audience of being a little bit more empathetic towards people and being a little bit kinder, uh, which is something that the, the 14 community strongly values. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see as we're at this cusp, as they all kind of start coming over, how that kind of affects them and their communities, the community at large, and if they do start to join more per, on a more permanent basis, the 14 community, um, what does that mean for everyone else? Like, how does how do they kind of fit in with everywhere we have now, and how do we fit in with them and do it? Like, it's it's a brand new world right now. Yeah. Right? It, it'll be interesting to see how things evolve the next few months uh, because yeah. I think we're we're seeing a complete change from the past four eight years of fourteen. Yeah, and we've been doing this long enough to see all sorts of sides of it. So. I mean, we've changed over the years, yeah, and I and I like honestly, you know, <laughs> and I have to say, like I, I, you know, it was it was scary leaving <laughs> fourteen, and then scary coming back to it. And, oh yeah, but I I have to say uh, that you know, it's almost like we never left. Like everyone was still supportive of us when we left, and everyone was still supportive of us when we came back. Uh, not that we were ever gone, just not talking about the game as much. 
Um, but a lot of things happened between the times that we left and we came back. There really was. <laughs> like the entirety of Shadowbringers. That also true. Man, we could have we had there would have been some great episodes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but Quest and Amarang. Uh, but we would <laughs> We now have all of Endwalker to look forward to, and uh, you know one of True. the best the best things that we get to do now is we're heading into an expansion, fresh off the heels of one of the probably one of the best expansions I've ever seen of an MMO ever, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and we're not only talking about the game in our future with each other, but we're now like looking at talking with, about the game with people not only from the Final Fantasy fourteen community, but now from the WoW community coming to the Final Fantasy fourteen community. And each other, <laughs> so I'm excited. <laughs> I no, I really am. I'm excited for yeah. For, me too. For, so I'm excited for not only that, but for what we're doing here. Excited to be part of Team Whiskers. Thank you again, Chili. <laughs> and uh, and Susan uh, would like us. Uh, a quote yeah, I was going to say that. This, uh, from this Tibby, feels like Tibby. a good quote to go. To, yeah. to, to wrap up this discussion. So uh, and this is from Tibby and Salts, who is a streamer uh, in his own right. Uh, mm-hmm. It just amazes me that a nearly 10-year-old game doesn't even seem to have peaked yet. And mm-hmm. I, that is probably the best thing to ever say about Final Fantasy XIV. The game does not feel like it's peaked yet. And I, I, I can say as a longtime WoW player that I felt that WoW probably peaked. Uh, and, and I mean truly, truly hit its long, like, great stride to me was back in Pandaria. I think Pandaria was a beautiful expansion. I know a lot of people dislike it uh, for, for a lot of like reasons, but I think that what are the few that I've played through? Yeah. Mostly. And Pandaria like was well written. It was well thought out. They, they, you know, they paid a lot of attention to like how cult, like how culture worked in that game in in that expansion. Mm -hmm. Legion was probably another great stride for them. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's just that, man, it just, I can't sit there and say, like, I think we listed our, our favorite, our bet, like last night, I think we, uh, like when we were playing Terraria, we tried to list our, our, the, like our best, our favorite to least favorite Final Fantasy 14, uh, <laughs> expansions. We did. <laughs> and, um, I think we both agreed that Realm Reborn is last, but that doesn't mean it it took it doesn't take away from how good it is. It's still a great piece of content. But like we're just like, well, Heavenward's really great too. <laughs> then like Shadowbringers is so good. <laughs> like, like it just yeah, got better over time. <laughs> it, it it basically is like the game starts off pretty good. Like a Realm Reborn is really solid, especially if you have not played Final Fantasy XIV before. If you're just getting into it, A Realm Reborn is very engaging. The first part starts off a little bit rough, but it, it does get a lot better from it. So Then you jump into Heavensward, and Heavensward, I, I still... It, it is my second favorite expansion. We've had this conversation last night. Heavensward has a very strong overarching story, and it wraps up really, really nicely in 2.3. No, sorry, mm-hmm. 3.3 with the culmination of the Dragon Song War. And it does a really good job bringing everything together and, and just having a very impactful story. Stormblood then follows that up. I, I feel like it's still a little bit better than that. I really like the environment, but coming from Heavensward, I wasn't as much of a fan with how they did the whole story. I think Heavens or Stormblood was still a very strong expansion, but I, 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 put, I put it below Heavensward. Um... So it, it's still a strong piece. Like it, it has, Stormbat has a lot of like aesthetic elements that I'm a fan of. I liked the whole idea of uh, the whole Eastern area. That that's that's what I authored, I, I like yeah, that aesthetic. All of authored, so yeah, yeah. authored is is all really really great. We have Hian. We have the the Aura tribes. <laughs> we had Little Sun. <laughs> we had all of that sort of stuff. Okay, it was it's a great expansion. It has mechanics boss, which was ah. Oh. So good, uh, and that dungeon that happens in um, Rec- not Rec- I'm thinking of the wrong expansion. Anyways, back to Stormblood, really good still. And then, of course, like at that point, Stormblood is a decent expansion. Mm-hmm. It followed after Heavensward, which is a really good expansion. 
And then they went from here to way off the charts and they launched Shadowbringers. Like, yeah. the difference there was just immeasurable. It really was. It really and we was. had great moments like Rektika and like literally everything. And you started off that expansion. And if you chose Amarang first, like we did, and you went through that quest, and if you played through Shadowbringers, you know exactly what quest I'm talking about. You do not even have to hear the word Amarang. It is that quest. Mm-hmm. You knew what you were getting into with Shadowbringers. Yeah. Like, it set the tone for the whole thing. It really did. It really did. It, and it, it had such a, a satisfying ending. Like it, that. That just that that by far tops it. Which, in comparison, now a Realm Reborn and Stormblood and Heavensward feel a lot paler, but by far are not bad. They're not bad. Yeah, they're not bad at all. Uh, Susan in chat says, uh, I like the Stormblood Primals. Stormblood Primals were great. I mm-hmm. think they were some mm-hmm. of the best Primals we've ever had. Uh, oh, we got Gilgamesh. Uh, yeah. We've got Byako, oh. Suzaku, Seiryu, mm-hmm. uh, Shinryu. Shinryu. Uh, I, I, man, is that all of them? It's one, two, three. There's three. Three in no, the that's only five of them. There's there's oh, a couple uh, more. Oh no, <laughs> we're missing some. Uh, and I feel like the Suzano, Suzano and Lakshmi, Lakshmi, the last yeah. two, I think. Yeah, they were all they were all solid. They were all solid. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it, and it, they really played on the themes of the areas they were in. Mm-hmm. Well, the, that whole like four lords series. Yeah. It was pretty good. Like that was a oh, nice overarching ten, story. The ten animals were great. <laughs> yep, yep. The murderous one, the one that oh. just wanted to straight up kill everyone. I think yeah. it was the Shibu Inu, wasn't it? Yeah, Shibu Inu. Yeah. Uh, Murder dog. And Susan's right. Series uh, jazz flute theme is <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, Suki Yomi. Oh my God, Suki Yomi's fight was great. That's such a good Still fight. Not on not extreme, but yeah, such that, that was a good a fun fight. fight. Such a good fight. Oh. All right. Well, let's. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we could keep going on about this, uh, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so let's talk about uh, what we're going to play after Terraria. Now, uh, we, we, I said last I got week. a short answer for this. I, I, I did say last week that Diablo is off the table. Um, mm-hmm. it, like I said, we, we really want to see a lot of big changes until that. I don't, I, 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 we just don't feel comfortable supporting that until mm-hmm. we feel that it's good to support again it doesn't take away from the people that are there doing honest work uh but i don't want to give money to somebody that is not trying to get those people mm-hmm. treated better so uh i had a suggestion uh you have a suggestion i think we should talk about some of the suggestions so go you want to go first well i don't know if we want to go too deep in it too today no, no i i, I have one time I, I have one suggestion to bring to the, i mean I'm, I'm sure we have more but i'll, I'll bring one what, to, to what's your show. suggestion then we, my, we have my, a whole list of things I, mine is path of exile too because mm. because the new game is coming out the sequel is coming mm-hmm. out and it'll have be have updated textures and it's probably a good time for us to jump into something that is, i think path of exile one very beloved a lot of people love it, and it's free, so we don't have to put any money into it. And everything that they sell is cat is uh, on the cash shop is all cosmetic. Like they, the uh, mm-hmm. grinding gears really did, and they really do stand by their product. Like they really do treat mm-hmm. their community really well. So that that is my, I, I think, just to give us a scratch itch situation. <laughs> so for for so, uh, a Diablo replacement. I was originally going to say that we don't have an answer for this yet, but when you said Path of Exile 2, mm-hmm. I think there's another game that we need to play before we go into that one. Is it Path of Exile 1? <laughs> it is not Path of Exile 1. <laughs> okay. But I can give you a hint on it. Okay. It requires two players. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It, does it take two? <laughs> It does. <laughs> I feel like that's something that we need to do. Chili's like magic is too. Okay, <laughs> Chili. Here, wait, wait, Chili. Chili. I promise we will stream all of Magicka 2 if you can convince Susan to join us again. Uh, I, I will. I think it'll be easy to convince Susan to let her know that the network does work on t- 2. I remember we looked that up during our one play that 2 does work. 
<laughs> so, we did. But so. I am, I'm going to put that in. Susan joined us for the first Magicka. I feel it would be only fitting if she was there for the second. So if Susan would like to join us for Magicka 2, we will look at a Magic 2, 2 stream in the future. But if she is not interested, then we will leave that. We'll talk offline. About it. <laughs> we'll talk. Oh, fair. Um, but yes, it takes two. I think that one would probably be a, a little bit nicer to to jump in. I've we, we've had it requested a number of times. We've been interested in doing it. If we have the time, we can look into doing it either Thursdays or even as special streams over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, solo stream from you sometime. <laughs> That on the table? I don't know. We'll we'll see. That one gets a little bit complicated because I'm not so sure about committing to a consistent solo stream. And most of the games that I kind of want to stream mm. are going to take a little bit of time to do. Yeah, it's true. So, and the other side of it is like the games that I want to kind of stream, I also kind of want to play. And I don't know if I want to wait. I, right, like if I do a two-hour stream every week, I can only play two hours a week very difficult to kind of go through. So I, I, I'm, I'm playing could, around with the idea. I thought about a bunch of stuff. <laughs> you could. I could play Hades. Uh, I haven't played Hades in a while. It was, it's good still. It is um, good. <laughs> but it, it's not something that I, I could consistently play, and I'm not good at it. <laughs> I feel so bad uh, for. They will chilly. not take as long. Yeah. Real, I, I don't know if you saw Chili had uh, people vote. Oh, I know. And he, they 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 pretty much I picked the torture agree. run, and he, so Chili's like, "Will it take as long as my white mage only run a Final Fantasy one?" Uh, mm. Probably. <laughs> no, so. no, that will take longer. That also true. Uh, so yeah. uh, with that, uh, that's that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah, for this I, think, I think that wraps up nicely. So we will be back next week again on Thursday for our first official game stream with Team Whiskers. Uh, streaming Terraria again uh, at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and 2 a.m. British Summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure to go and check that out. Uh, next week, we have guests on again. Have we, we announced these guests yet? Uh, no, not yet. So I think we should do that now. Uh, oh, I, I almost forgot. Tomorrow, uh, two, 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Oh, yeah, we can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, we cannot? Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, like, we, we can't not say it. Like, you have to say this. Oh, yeah. So tomorrow, yeah. 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, I and my myself and Chili from uh, Moo Ground Radio, uh, we're doing a panel for uh, LunarCon uh, called So You mm-hmm. Want to Be a Final Fantasy fourteen Podcaster, uh, hopefully teaching you, uh, giving you information about, you know, like why you should want to go into Final Fantasy board, uh, fourteen podcasting, uh, some choices for gear, software, and stuff that I've used over time, and some stories, uh, and a Q&A. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Chili and I have years of podcasting experience, so hopefully we can impart some of that knowledge to you out there that uh, would like to talk about your favorite game. Uh, so, Yeah, as Susan posted in chat, I was about to say, for those who are not on the east coast of the United States or Canada. Uh, this is going to be tomorrow, Saturday, July 31st at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, or 7 p.m. British summertime. There we go. Uh, and all the deets are on lunarcon.net. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So for anyone who is listening to this afterwards, sorry, you've already missed the live stuff. I'm not sure if it's getting recorded, but um, it might. It'll I, be streamed on our page so we'll have okay so you might be able to have a copy we'll, of it we'll have a copy of it so and, yeah. and if anything we can post it to our, our youtube page as well yeah so so then next week next friday august the 6th we are back with episode 159 which we are two weeks away from an episode 160 it's another nice little milestone uh we have special guests the songbirds yeah who recently made partner on twitch i believe sure did uh, and uh our our very famous in the 14 community for their lovely performances across all data centers and servers. True. Oh man, they're good. <laughs> they are delightful. They are, they are very good. So I'm excited. I'm excited for next week. Right. We can talk to Songbirds. I'm so interested. Uh, so with that, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, especially because I think I'll upload the, uh, <laughs> the, the so you want to be a Final Fantasy 14 podcaster there. Uh, mm-hmm. If you miss it, so you can see it. Uh, once we get to 100, we will post uh, pictures of uh, the good dog Poe. Uh, and he's cute, so you want to see it. Uh, so, you know, 
mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bounce. But uh, people yep. live here stick in chat, around. stick right. around. You stick around. Everybody listen to this audio wise. You don't need to stick around. You can also stick around, but it's you gonna can. end in about forty it's, seconds. It's, so. That's true. <laughs> so uh, as always, till C swallows all. Keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is brought to you by MaelstromRadio.com and Blackfire Media. Produced by Flattis Shintier and Susan Sprinkle. Join us live Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash maelstromradio. Send email to show at maelstromradio.com, tweet us at maelstrom underscore radio, or join our Discord at maelstromradio.com slash discord. Views and opinions expressed by our hosts and guests do not reflect the views and opinions of any companies discussed on today's show. 